Blog Talk Radio. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by Solar City, your source for clean, sustainable energy. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, and today we're going to talk to the founder of Sylvia, a 21st century rock band making waves. And incidentally, that's spelled with a C, not an S. And in the second half of the show, Graham Lesh is going to be with us, carrying on the Dead's country rock legacy, but with a very, very modern spin. So stay tuned. This is going to be quite a show today. We actually have more than uh, those two guests. Hi, we're back. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host today and every day on Fridays for Music Friday Live. And last night, uh, boy, did I have an experience last night. Went to the Catalina Jazz Club in Hollywood. Now, I'm not a jazz fan, but I'll tell you, we saw uh, we saw. Aubrey there, Aubrey Logan, and boy, did she put on a show. It's one of the best shows I have ever seen. Wait, wait, wait. I think we have a caller on the line. Let's see. Hi there. Hi. Who's this? This is Juliet Bevan from 8mm and Sean from 8mm. Wow, I've got both of you on. Well, welcome to Music Friday Live. You guys have a show coming up, don't you? We do. We have a show tonight, actually. You want to tell us about it? Well, it's our first show of the year back at the Viper Room. We're supporting our good friend Jimmy Necco from ours. Um, it's going to be fun. We're, a lot of times we play with backing tracks, but tonight we're playing with all live human beings. Call us crazy. We have Johnny uh, Radke from Filter, Tim Kelleher from 30 Seconds to Mars and Filter, and Matt Starr from the Ace Freely Band. So it should be pretty fun and raucous. It's going to be a great show. Now, what time are you on? We hit the stage at 10 p.m. sharp. Okay, but what, of course, is the sweet spot hour on uh, a weekend night in Hollywood, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> favorite spot. So which, favorite spot. which uh, prompts me to tell our listeners in Los Angeles that if you're going to go, and you should go, because it's going to be a great song, get your tickets in advance. You don't want to be standing in line out there and uh, on the side street to Sunset trying to get in because it's all sold out. So get your tickets in advance. Now, uh, are you going to be playing my favorite 8mm song, Between the Devil and Two Black Hats? Yes, yes we, we are. are. Yes, we are. Yay. Okay. All right. Well, that alone is worth the the, the price of, uh, of admission. Now, I want to ask you, Sean, you produced for Nine Inch Nails and Guns N' Roses. So what moved you from the control board to the fretboard? Um, well, I've kind of always, always done both. So um, when I was a kid, I wanted to produce records, and I thought of the ways to get there, and one of the ways was to be a, become a musician, um, kind of the Todd Rudgren school of, you know, become a musician, play, get to know a bunch of musicians, and then start helping them make their records, and that's kind of the path I chose to do. So I've been playing for a long time, and, and uh, it just made me, when I heard Juliet sing, I was like, hey, maybe we could make a band together. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Well, you, you certainly have, and and of course you just uh, you released a, a really cool holiday album. And even though the holidays are over, I want to direct my audience to to that too, uh, because you really can sing and you you make some great music. Now, when things slow down, I'd love to have the both of you back on the show for a full interview, and we can play some of that great music. You're going to be around in March, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'd love okay, to. Okay, well. In the meantime, let me just remind everybody that they're going to be at the Viper Room at 8 p.m., and they're going to be joined by the Tulips and, and Jimmy Necco. So get your tickets in advance because 8mm was an L.A. Times buzz band, and they're going to sell out. Sean and Juliet, thank you so much for calling in, and we're going to have you back on the show. Thank you. 
Thank you very much. We're going to take a quick break right now, and when we come back, Zach Via will be joining us. Don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday Live. Catch them in this linen net Keep on so I don't forget And I'm back. This is Patrick O'Heffernan, your host at Music Friday Live. And, of course, as many of you are emailing in, that is our theme song, and that is Big, Big, Bed, and it's by Blame Sally, and you can get it online. Blame Sally is one of my favorite groups, not only because it's an all-female group, well, actually, it isn't. They have an honorary woman in that who plays the bass. But uh, it's a. Uh, it, it. I've been uh, listening to their music now for oh, probably close to six or seven years. So uh, that's that's the song. So those of you who emailed in, it's big, big bed. I want to um, welcome all of our listeners from around the country, uh, particularly our listeners who are listening to the CyberStationUSA.com network stations and all of their radio affiliates, and also let you know that if you have questions or comments for our guests, you can call in 347-215-7511, or you can email your questions to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And if you're listening to Music Friday on a podcast, you can still email questions to our guests. We're going to forward those questions to them so they can reply directly to you or they can reply to you through us if you don't want to have your email address wind up on a list that you don't know about. So either way, but um, those guests are here to talk with you. And right now, let me introduce our next guest. Joyful, sophisticated, dense, funky, intelligent, addictive, and crazy quilt soaring rock. I never thought I would introduce a band with that combination of words, but they all describe Sylvia, the band created and led by our next guest, Zach Via. Listening to their eponymous debut EP is like getting behind the wheel of a vintage Chevy convertible and then discovering that it's really a Lamborghini and you're coming down the PCH at full throttle. Driven by seven superb musicians who move together like a single living, breathing, rocking organism, this thing rocks. Zach Via, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hey. Thanks, Patrick. I'm glad to be here. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing even better now that you're here. <laughs> um, <laughs> Likewise. Well, well, first of all, um, when I first heard you play live, my first thought mm-hmm. was, boy, these people are really good. And my second thought was to have you here to explain how you got to be so good. So tell us your story. You moved to L.A., and then what? Yeah, I moved to L.A. from a, a theater background, actually, in from New York. Um, I came out here about a couple of years ago, and, you know, it, it's tricky to, to keep a band, much less a big band, uh, sort of going, much less starting in New York City, because uh, the, the logistics are a little trickier with the subway. You know, you, you saw how, how large my amplifier was. It's, uh, it's not very fun taking that up, up and down subway stairs. Um, so... Uh, after getting out to LA, I, I just sort of looked around and realized that, you know, the band that I sort of had rolling around in the back of my head for the past few months, uh, might actually be a possibility with all the talent out here. And, um, and as you do, you know, in, in the music community, it, it, it was sort of haphazard. I met, <laughs> I met the, the brothers Grijalva, uh, my lead guitarist and drummer. And, um, by, by actually seeing another show, they were actually, actually mixing a band that uh, that I knew quite well, and I approached them, and and uh, Manny, the guitarist, uh, told me about his brother and how good he was at drums, and I was like, oh yeah, really? Show me, and uh, that was sort of the beginning of Sylvia, and then uh, members, you know, five, four, five, six, and seven, all just kind of came in consecutive number after that. Did you have a strategy for putting this band together at all? Because everybody really clicks, and everybody's very good too. Or was it just like you described if one person talked to an ex-person? Or did you have something in mind in advance? I did. I think 
You know, I'm, I'm a big believer in, in uh, sort of manifesting what, uh, what you, what you want to see. And so I think I, I, I had, I definitely had in my brain a large band. Um, I, you know, I had been in a couple trios before that um, and that was okay, but I really missed being able to get such a, like a big live sound and, uh, and a sound that, you know, really you just needed more people to make. And a lot of bands do that, do that with tracks and um, sort of playback options nowadays. But when I, when I wanted to go about making Sylvia or, or, you know, giving birth to something that, that would eventually turn into Sylvia, uh, I really, that's what I was after. I was after a huge sound that people were actually making on the spot. And um, then I, another, another piece to that puzzle is I really wanted a co-lead. I wanted uh, a band that, you know, I wasn't just going to go and watch for 55 minutes and, and hear one singer sort of run out of a bag of tricks. And, um, you know, not, not that I, <laughs> not that I don't trust my own singing <laughs> ability, but, uh, but I, I definitely was like, I would love to hear more than one vocalist during, during a 45 minute, 35 minute set. Um, and, you know, sort of a nod to Fleetwood Mac and, and some of the, you know, the great super groups coming up in the sixties and seventies. And, um, and so, yeah, you combine those two things. That's, that's definitely what I had in mind. And then, yeah, the rest was sort of magic. I can't really explain how, how, uh, how lucky I was to get, you know, the people that actually came through the door. <laughs> well, they are, they are pretty good people. Uh, in fact, this album is actually uh, full of surprises. Uh, every song is full of surprises, actually. But one of the most surprising songs on it, and my favorite, mm-hmm. is this song. It's called Desert. Good thing my uh, my microphone line is really long and flexible because I'm dancing around in the studio. <laughs> that is a fabulous <laughs> piece of music. All right, that is that is uh, the Lamborghini coming down the PCH. Uh, Americana clap uh, beat, wild funk, hot cool blues. Now, now, where did that song come from? <laughs> oh man, where didn't that song come from? Um, you know, I. I, I I think I think what it came from was um, what was what I was talking about earlier is sort of this this dual lead of a male and, and female sort of fronting the head of a band as opposed to just one, and uh, when we sat down to sort of look at look at songs to start writing for Sylvia, I was like, you know what we need is a song that that is just screams female power, <laughs> and and I. And uh, you know, my uh, my girl definitely was like, yeah, that, that definitely that makes sense to me. I, I think I think I would enjoy singing that. And uh, so so we sat down and and started, um, you know, playing this guitar riff that was essentially a disco tune. And um, once we got into the studio, it sort of morphed into this, as as you said, sort of an amalgamation of sounds. I think I think disco is definitely at the heart of that. And uh, if you listen to the demo someday, you know, in the E behind the music special, it's it's definitely more. 70s uh, and less yeah. hard rock than the than the version that we have now, you know. Aha, uh-huh. so, interesting. Well, Lindsay Clare is, is your your vocalist there. It does a great right. job. It, the lyrics in there. Oh, mama, what have I done? Burn my clothes and bury my gun. You told me to run. Let's have some fun. <laughs> Believe me, baby, you ain't the chosen one. Um, who's the unlucky <laughs> guy, and is he still alive? <laughs> That's a good question. You might have to ask her directly when you see her next. I, uh, you know, there's, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it speaks to a number of gentlemen that, uh, that have been so unlucky to, uh, come, come within her wrath when she's, when she's not feeling so positive. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, we'll let that be. Let, 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 let we get her in, into, uh, into trouble. Here's the, the, the title track and it's a complete change of pace and tempo. But it's very identifiable.
Now that's the title track, uh, Sylvia. Um, mm-hmm. Who is Sylvia, and what kind of bad habits did she teach you? Oh man, well I think Sylvia is one person for me in particular. But I think for anyone listening to that song, it's a uh, it's a song. It, it embodies the, the the partner for you that you know is bad, but it's so bad it's good. And it's that it's that that thing where you know you should leave, you should you know you should definitely get out of the situation, but you just can't because for some reason the torture and sort of the self mutilation is so satisfying in a weird way. <laughs> um, Speaking of self mutilation, we we should uh, talk about your video in a little while. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Um, uh, we've got some emails yeah. coming in for you. Um, Fuzzy82 in San Francisco says, um, how big is your amp? Just kidding. But what's your favorite venue in Los Angeles? <laughs> My favorite venue in Los Angeles is sort of a toss-up between Hotel Cafe and Molly Malone. Um, Molly's uh, and Angela, the, the booker that's been there for, for a while now, is, is a big fan of us, and we're a big fan of them. It's one of the few stages in L.A. that we actually have extra room with seven people on stage. And, yeah, it's a big stage. <laughs> and there's also dance yeah, room, so, too. Um, exactly. And also, how big is the, the amp? Did, could you actually get it into a subway car? <laughs> you could definitely get it into a subway car. It's just a question of uh, how long it is before my arm's going to fall off while I'm carrying it. It's a good, <laughs> it's a, I, think it's a, I think it's a good 400-watt amp. It's a, it's a Fender Cyber Twin, so not only wow. do I have a lot of analog tube components, I've got a full computer on board. <laughs> um, Michael's in St. Louis wants to know, uh, you called your sound Big Sound. Is that the same as a wall of sound? Interesting no. Question. It is not. That's a very good question. Um, big sound, I think, is, is, is probably more general. Um, wall of sound is actually quite specific in that, you know, it's sort of blaring guitars and, and you sort of have so much texture that it's sort of hard to define what you're actually hearing. And we actually take pride in, in being really specific with the choices we make, especially with the three guitars in our band. So when I say big, I literally mean size uh, and, and sort of sonic uh, the sonic field is so big, but that doesn't mean you can't discern what all the parts are. And I hope that people listening to our record will be able to be like, oh, yeah, that's guitar one, that's guitar two, that's guitar three, because we've made very conscious choices trying to layer everything. Well, actually, I was going to ask you about that. You talk about mm-hmm. um, the, the power of three guitars. Now, a lot of bands have three guitars, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. but you, you do it very specifically. What do you do with three guitars that makes you unique? Well, I think it's it, it's all it's all about the the choices of the choices of sound as as we're building these songs, Patrick. I think it's like, you know, th- there's it's pretty easy for everybody to sort of play a different version of the chord. You know, like if you're all playing A to C to you know D to E flat, like it all sort of it, it's quite it's an easy choice for everybody to sort of play a different version of that. Um, but what we do is we really take the time to have three guitars really interlaced over the top of each other. So we have a melody part. I'm usually taking the really weird solos slash rhythm part. And Steven is usually doing something really beautiful sort of up the neck. And um, for some reason, it's, it's about the synergy of that. It's not just about sort of going out and, you know, sort of turning up to 11 and going for it. I think, I think we really try to be delicate with our choices. And when you have three different voices... Uh, especially three different guitars and three different very specific tones. For some reason, it just works that that blend. Um, if it was three it different works people, very well. I think it, yeah, yeah. If it was three different people, I don't know if it would. <laughs> now, the, the the two songs I've I've played are kind of bookends mm-hmm. on the EP. Uh, there's a lot of diversity on uh, between those bookends, and we're going to play a little bit of it. But first, let me ask you: <clears throat> a lot of bands do mashups and fusion. You seem to have yeah. accomplished something different. It's kind of a unified whole in which the parts are each very present, but the whole is larger than the sum of the parts. It, your your, mm-hmm. your individual instruments are, aren't absorbed like soup, but they're kind of separate and complementary like a stew. Now, did you set <laughs> out to do that, or is that just instinctive? I I think it's a mix. Um, I I do think that. I, I do think that it's the magic of, of of music and the magic of the people that we have in Sylvia. I really don't I don't know if if it could if it could be the same way with a different group. And um 
I didn't. I, I hoped for that. I definitely didn't plan for that. <laughs> I think I think we were blessed. I think we we're really blessed by by all of the individual instincts, you know, that that all the band members brought to the table. Um, I definitely pride myself on arrangement, and and I'm usually the guy in the room saying, "Hey, no, let's put that aside for a second. Let's focus on this piece or this piece and bring this to the forefront." But I can't take credit for that. If if it was just me in a room, that that wouldn't it wouldn't it would never even come close to sounding like that. It's it really is just the magic of of everybody's musical background. Well, of course, that's a testimony to your your ability to to pick people and and to fit them together. And uh, a piece of that is uh, we're going to hear in this song, "Lie to Me," which is kind of a tragic song whose theme is classic. You know, a heart torn between two people, but it's also kind of has some wisdom in it. Let's listen to this for a bit. Like I said, that's that's a different pace, a different tempo, a different feeling, mm-hmm. and and you use a device in there of, of conversation between two lovers, and it works really well. We, we hear the hurt from both sides, but there are some right. words and there's some concepts in there that I think are kind of worth repeating. I'm going to repeat one of them. This is, and I know I'm young and I don't have plans beyond tomorrow's sun, but you bring out the best in me. You make me want to plan for more than one. And then later on in the song, you say, turn away from variety is the sacrifice you make to build the one. Now, that's very interesting lines there. You, you, you've caught the two central conundrums of the heart encapsulated very nicely <laughs> in kind of a ballad pop package. Uh, first of all, did yeah. you write that? And secondly, if you did, was that your own from your own experience? Uh, the answer is yes and yes. Um, Lie to Me is a really important song, uh, especially for me. I, I mean, for the band, too. But but uh, that song really hits close to home. That song was more than five years in the making. Um, from conception on piano, <laughs> which was me in a New York apartment, um, you know, to the version that it is now. And, and we really fought for that song in the studio. And I don't think we had a version previous to this where it really worked. Um, I mean, for me, that's that's the garner of, of an adult relationship is, is two people knowing that they are better together than, than alone. And, um, that like, as you said, it's a conundrum because it's not always an easy choice. You do have to make sacrifices and sort of choose to grow up at a certain point. And I think that when people have, when people have that, that decision to make, it's, uh, it's, it's shocking (laughs) and you don't really know that you're, you're there until, until you're there. And uh, I think that's what the song is about, is, is uh, two people who, who really want to be able to make that choice, but aren't necessarily ready yet. Well, that explains why you were able to put so much wisdom into what's essentially a, uh, a pop ballad. And uh, <laughs> I, I really appreciate that. Right. We've got well, thank, some more emails. Thank you. Here for you. Sure. You're, you're, you're welcome. I appreciate it very much. Five years is a long time to take to write a song. Um, Ranger Danger 99 in Los Angeles wants to know, what has L.A. done for your music? It's so crowded here with good bands. Uh, it must be more than just hauling your amps through a subway. <laughs> uh, you're talking about the eternal hustle that, uh, that bands of any style, genre, or age have to do to survive in this uh, in this market. I mean... Uh, what did it do for my music? It made me uh, it made me cutthroat in a respectful way. It made it makes me inspired to go out to shows uh, and see exactly what you're talking about. There's so much talent in LA. Uh, it's around every corner. And while pop, you know, might rule in the studios right now, there's so much good music, experimental rock, 
uh, jazz that that is you know in the underbelly of Los Angeles. You just have to walk around the corner in downtown LA, and you'll find you know a million different groups to go to on any given night. So for me, it's it's definitely it's kept me humble, um, and it's also pushed me to to say no. We actually do have something to say, and I think that that energy is is necessary in any band sort of making it anywhere. <laughs> um, right. Well, you know, I'm glad it, you're it, making it. Thanks. It, and, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a hard racket out there. Um, it, it's a very difficult racket. There's uh, there's probably 10,000 bands in Los Angeles, and they're all playing on, on Friday and Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, well, we've been having too much fun, which means that we're out of time. I'm, uh, I had one more song of yours to, uh, to play, Hallowed Halls, and I will play it as we go out. But uh, really quick, I understand you're going to be in the studio for a month or so putting together a uh, an EP. Can we expect to see you live maybe in March or April? You sure can. Um, it'll probably be late March, uh, worst-case scenario, April. Um, but as you know, sort of engineering seven different people in, in music, it takes a little bit of time. So that's exactly what we're doing over the next three months is really okay, all right. down and writing. Well, thank yeah. you so much for being with us. And when you're when you're ready with that new album, we'll have you back on the show. Zach Via of the best band right now, I think the best emerging band in Los Angeles, Sylvia. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Patrick. It was a pleasure to be here. You can download their music um, at uh, their website, which is www.sylviatheband.com. Sylvia is spelled with a C, not, a, not an S. You can also follow them on Twitter and Instagram. We're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, I think we have a surprise guest who's going to come and talk to you. Don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday Live, and here's a little bit of Howard Hall's. And again, that that was Hallowed Halls by Sylvia. And we have a caller on the line. Hi, caller. Who's this? Hi, this is Anna Renee. Wow, the Anna Renee. You've got a show coming yes. up, don't you? I do, I do. I have one coming up tomorrow. And you want to tell us about it? Yeah, I'll be playing at Wits End in Venice at 9.30 p.m., and it's going to be celebrating the release of my EP. It's going to be a really exciting night. Uh, you were on the show before, um, some time ago, and we talked a little bit about this is uh, this was in the works. So I'm glad to see that it's out, and, and you're going to be at, at my very yeah. favorite <laughs> listening room, <laughs> which in in Venice. What time are you on stage? Awesome! I'm on at nine thirty. Nine thirty. Okay, for everybody who's yeah. listening to me in Southern California. Wits Inn is in Venice, California. It's on Lincoln Boulevard. It is a superb listening room. It's very intimate. They've put a lot of money into the sound system and the opportunity to, to see Anna Renee, Anna Renee in this environment and to hear her is priceless. So get your tickets in advance. And while we're at it, Anna, you have a great new video out, Sharks, too, don't you? Thank you. Yeah, I do. Sharks came out about like three weeks ago, I think. And where and- can people see it? People can see it on YouTube. They can go to Anna, find Anna Renee and look up Sharks. And I also have a video, Guilty, that is also from a song on the EP. So there's two videos out. And uh, can, are, is, is the EP available yet, or do we have to wait till the weekend? It's available. It's, it's available. Where do people go it's to get it? It's available on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on iTunes. And I think that's those are the places, yeah. <laughs> I'm not missing anything Oh, okay well once again I want to remind everybody who's listening to me in Southern California that uh, they can catch Anna's show at the Wits Inn that's tomorrow night Uh, and uh, you should get your tickets in advance you could go to the Wits Inn's website and uh, 
click on it and get your tickets there. Also, you might want to show up a little early. They they serve good good dinner there, but you want to get yourself a, a table so you can sit back and re- relax uh, because this is a wonderful, intimate environment, and it's perfect for listening to Anna. Check out her new CD. Look at those uh, those videos, and, and you're going to have CDs available there, right, Anna? I will. And maybe with an yeah. autograph? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we're out of time, but um, I'd love to have you back on for a full interview. Are you going to be around in March? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you so much for, call, for calling in. Thank it's going you. to be a great time Saturday night. You gotta take a quick, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Graham Lesh and hear about how the dead are alive again. Don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday Live. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. And we're back. This is Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host at Music Friday Live. That was really sweet of of Anna to call in. If you do get a chance to see her show, she is so good. Uh, she's you know she's made the transition from the movies to uh, to music, and she's done it with grace and aplomb and lots and lots of skill. But I want to remind everybody that you can be part of this show. You can call in yourself, 347-215-7511. Or if you're sitting there at work and you've got your earphones on, you're not really paying attention to that PowerPoint that's on your computer screen. You're listening to us instead. You can email questions to our guests. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And speaking of our guests, I'm sure he hates to hear this, but... If you like the Grateful Dead, you will love Graham Lesh and his band, Midnight North. It's not only because his father is the legendary bass player and founding member of the Dead, Phil Lesh, but because Graham has figured out how to keep the energy and joy of the Dead, but with a very modern rock feel. You might say Midnight North is Grateful Dead Reloaded or 2.0. I I won't say that. I will just say that Graham Lesh and Midnight North are as much fun as you can have with five people and musical instruments, okay? No matter what you're smoking, actually. So here he is, and I think we have a special surprise. Um, Elliot Peck is with him. Uh, Graham and Elliot, are you both there? I'm yes, here. we are. Hi. Okay, hi. Uh, Graham, you recently released your debut album, uh, The End of the Night, uh, which we're going to play a bit of, but I have a question. Why did it take so long? You were practically born with a guitar in your mouth. Well, uh, this is only the debut album for this band, Midnight North. Um, I've been playing music for forever, basically. Um, <laughs> uh, taking piano lessons since I was in first grade. It was basically part of you know my regular education was to have a music education. Um, and yeah, this this band just uh, coalesced pretty much perfectly, and we uh, we had to record it and put it out as quickly as we can and that's uh end of the night well it it certainly uh feels like you didn't record it quickly but you because it, it's very precisely done it's beautiful but well, we're going to play a little bit this is the title track To pray 
Elliot, you're, you're singing on that is, is absolutely country, and the rhythm is country, <laughs> but the feeling is blues and even a little pop. Was that hard to get just right, or did, did it come out just immediately just the way you wanted it? Well, you know, country and blues uh, are two of my main influences. Um, you know, growing up in Chicago and, and being around the Chicago blues music all the time, um, you know, really influences the feel and kind of the chord progressions of a lot of my songs. Um, but, you know, the country music, moving out to California and, you know, getting to be around all this new, uh, exciting California country music, um, you know, really influences our, our current sound quite a bit. So, yeah, it just all kind of came together with that tune and, and uh, with uh, with Graham and, you know, the, the our, our fabulous r- rhythm section. <laughs> uh, it, it turned out just perfectly. <laughs> well, well uh, how did how did the two of you get together from California to Chicago and decide that your blues background went well with his with his uh, country rock background? <laughs> Well, uh, we actually met um, kind of by happenstance through, inadvertently through Craigslist, <laughs> if you can believe that. Uh, <laughs> my, uh, my husband. Yeah. An ad for a singer or an ad for a band? <laughs> in, in a roundabout way, our uh, our bass player, who happens to be my husband, uh, was uh, actually uh, interviewing for uh, a position in Graham's band, <laughs> uh, his okay. former band. And then, uh, you know, they uh, they got to know that I was a singer as well and, and had my own songs. And, yeah, we just started jamming together, and it, and it all just seamlessly came together. Uh, well, Graham, adds, that that was a, a happy happenstance, but uh, the rest of the band, is, it, it fits rather nicely. Did, did you have a, a picture in your head, in mind, of what kind of a band you wanted, or did, did things just sort of grow? Uh, they really was just a, a, a natural growth. Um, our drummer, Eric Sar, um, and I have been performing together since college, um, years and years and years. And, uh, um, you know, when we started jamming with Connor and Elliot, um, I, it started with, you know, I, I had a bunch of songs, uh, the, the five that I sing in, uh, on end of the night, uh, that I'd written and Elliot wrote, uh, had written five and brought those to the band and um we just started playing together and it worked uh recently we've added a new member uh our fabulous guitar player and organ player uh alex jordan and uh it's even gotten better but um yeah it really just is natural i mean we all kind of like the same music um we're influenced by a lot of the similar the, the same things uh similar bands and it just sort of it together nicely well this is an example of how nicely it fits together i want to change the mood a bit uh and and kind of sort of glide back to the sound of the dead reloaded this is miss m and it's actually my favorite song on the album That is so much fun, and, and that song is not only fun, but it's addictive. Uh, it, it's the one I put on repeat, and, and Elliot makes its great use of your voice and, and the bass line, and now that I know the bass player is your husband, I can understand that. The, the, the bass line tracks your voice, kind of a scaffold that you sort of ride on. It's, uh, mm. uh, it's wonderful. Did, did you write that, or Graham, did you write that? So that song is actually, um, we, we have a friend that we collaborate with a lot named Toby Oler. And, you know, Toby often will, will play me these acoustic songs he's got drumming up in his head. And um, sometimes, you know, I'll hear something and just be like, oh, that's, that's it. I'm, I'm sticking with that. And, and we'll, I'll bring it to the band and we kind of, you know, put our own spin on it and run with it. And, you know, Miss M just really turned out well with the, uh, 
with the collaboration uh, of the group. And you're right, the the bass line in that is is probably my favorite part of the song. Um, I really enjoy, you know, the way he starts it off, and it, it's very much a a melodic bass line, which is is cool. So yeah, that's, it's it's one of my favorites too. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, Graham, um, each one of the band members is is a really strong talent. Now, do, do they all get involved in songwriting, even when you've got somebody like Tony working with you and get involved in arranging, or do they defer to you and you kind of lead the show? You know, it, it really depends on the song. Um, usually, uh, me or Elliot, uh, or or now Alex. Um, our newest member who's been helping to write as well uh, will bring an outline. It's usually just acoustic guitar and vocals and we'll, we'll build the song around that. It's um, every, once it gets to the band, everyone in the band is absolutely contributing to the groove, the feel, the arrangement um, and, you know, the vocal harmonies. Um, basically we work on everything together until it's right. And luckily we get to play live enough that we can tweak and we can make sure it's perfect before, uh, you know, we set it down on record. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good process, but it's a, it's a, it's a movable process. We can uh, tailor it to the song. <laughs> uh, we've got some emails in and for you. For you all, um, Emil in Seattle wants to know who influenced who the most, Elliot or Graham? That's a good question. Um, (laughs) I have smart listeners. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm absolutely influenced by Elliot, um, just the singing and the melodies. Um, It's... uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a hard it's a hard question to answer yeah, yeah. Um, in totality, but we, you know, we we definitely work off of each other as much as we can. I mean, the mm-hmm. whole band, but especially me and Elliot, I think uh for this record, um, you know, we almost um for end of the night mashed together two um two solo EPs almost. You know, it's it's five of my tunes and five of her tunes and we we really took the opportunity to um to mold each other's songs into something that sounded whole. And, uh, yeah. It, oh, uh, it works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it works. I'm glad you think so, yeah. yeah. And I think as, you know, as we work together more, we've, we've started doing a lot more collaborative songwriting. Um, you know, Graham, Graham influences um, you know, me a lot with his, his very, um, you know, strong melodic guitar playing and his incredible sense of harmony. He's um, really got an ear for that. So, you know, you'll, you'll sing him something and like right off the bat, he's got a, he's got this beautiful harmony arrangement for it. So, um, so that influences, you know, our songs quite a bit too. Uh, Raku 40 in Philadelphia says, and you're going to blush when you hear this, but what he says is, Wow, these people are awesome. Where can I see them live? And he's in Philadelphia. <laughs> well, in Philadelphia, um, it might be uh, a little bit until we get out there, but we're hoping to make uh, a trip out this summer um, to the East Coast, uh, the Northeast specifically. Um, but for the, the near future, we are playing mostly in the Bay Area. That's where we're from and based. Um, we have a, a weekly show at... Um, Terrapin Crossroads in San Rafael in, in Marin County. Um, that's every Sunday night. Um, and we stream those shows um, as often as we can. Uh, a live video stream on uh, Ustream, uh, our Midnight North channel. And um, our next show outside of Terrapin uh, Crossroads is um, January 20th uh, at Doc's Lab in San Francisco. We'll be playing with Fred Torfey, uh, and some other wonderful local uh, Bay Area musicians. Um, well, now and, that I hear you yeah. stream your your music, mm-hmm. uh, how do our listeners across the country, in, including our friend uh, Raku Forty in Philly, how do they uh, watch those streams? Where do they go for that? Uh, the 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 URL is ustream.tv/channel/midnightnorth, uh, but we post it on. Um, on our Twitter at Midnight North and our Facebook, um, just our Midnight North uh, page, um, all the time. Uh, you can find it 
basically, yeah, wherever we are on the Internet, we are linking to that stream. So uh, you can absolutely <laughs> find it there. Wonderful idea. Well, we're getting a, a, a lot of um, email in asking about your heritage. So why don't uh, <laughs> I, I kind of sum them up and uh, ask the question, uh, uh, does your heritage help or get in the way? I think it absolutely helps. I'm a very lucky person um, in basically every way. Um, yeah, my whole life, um, you know, my, my dad and, you know, my mom as well, who runs the show for him, um, they're wonderful people, wonderful parents, and obviously um, being who he is, that's a lot of opportunities for me and for, for the band. Um, the, the biggest one right now is um, – just that he owns Terrapin Crossroads, which is a wonderful music venue in San Rafael, and uh, we get to play there every week. Um, <laughs> and so just having having that regular gig uh, with um, wonderful, I'm using that word a lot, but it really is true, um, wonderful fans, uh, wonderful people around, and most importantly, just great, great musicians uh, who are also really good people. Um, it's just a, a, a great community um, full of, of friends and music and, and great opportunity for all of us. And so, um, yeah, in that way, my heritage absolutely is, is a help. Um, yeah, I well, haven't we really have... run into any, any time where it's, it's not been a positive thing. We have a lot of people who've emailed in. Uh, let's see. I'll just read one. This is from uh, Salina in Boston, and Salina wants to know, uh, why didn't you learn to play the bass? Or maybe you did learn to play the bass. <laughs> <laughs> um, I never really have. I would love to, actually. I've I've been on a kick of uh, learning different instruments, uh, most recently the mandolin. My wonderful fiancé got me... Uh, a beginner mandolin for uh, Christmas. But no, I, I actually started taking piano lessons um, when I was six or seven. Um, I took those for a very long time and then sort of picked up guitar on my own. Um, and it was just, I really liked it. Um, okay. I, I don't remember my exact frame of mind when I uh, first started picking around on it, but it, it was just fun. Um, I was, I didn't have to go to lessons. Um <laughs> Our yeah. uh, piano lessons were um, a little restricting for my my personal young right. person taste, and uh, so guitar was just fun. I could teach myself. I could learn whatever I wanted to, um, and it right. wasn't always you know grateful Dead music, but uh, yeah. it is. Well, Salina, it's there's your answer. There. And since he's studying lots of different instruments, who knows? Maybe at some point he will have the bass. Uh, well, let's oh, yeah, me, me and music. Connor have switched instruments once. <laughs> oh, you have? Okay, all right. Yeah, well, there there you are. All right. So let's, let's hear some, some, some more of your great music. And Heritage or Not, uh, uh, Heritage or Not, this song kind of flashes me back to the Fillmore West and the Avalon, but it's really got a nice little modern twist. This is the San Francisco band. Because I love it most when it's cold The kind of chill that cuts me right to the bone I'm the one in a t-shirt in the rain Move fast, blood flows, and I'll be okay Why the hell am I here today? Sweating like a waterfall in this subway. Two more stops to where I step on stage. A rush that keeps me on this runaway train. So, Graham, you're that crazy person I see out there in the rain with a T-shirt on, huh? <laughs> that is me. Um <laughs> The joke I have with my fiance is that, well, uh, and and many people, it's just that I'm in San Francisco with all the crazy wind and fog and rain. I'm the one without a jacket, not caring uh, how cold it is. I I run very warm. (laughs) But you were actually in New York City when you wrote that, it sounds like. Is that right? Uh, I just, 
I had this image of that song's just about uh, wanting to be home um, in San Francisco or the Bay Area uh, is my home. And uh, New York was kind of a stand in for a, a wonderful place that I really like, but that I I just wanted to be home back in San Francisco. Um, yeah, there's, and there's, uh, so I wrote that. Yeah. Nothing like the city by the bay, I'll say that, particularly uh, the part of it you live in, uh, which is Redwoods. Uh, we've got, uh, speaking of Redwoods, we have a couple of uh, emails here. Uh, this is from Major Minor Key. That's kind of an interesting name. Major Minor Key in Austin. And Major Minor Key says, the picture on the, the show's website shows you in front of a Redwood tree. Do you have a tie-dye following? <laughs> um, we do have something of a tie-dye following. What following we have is, I think, they tend to like their tie-dyes. Um, the picture from the uh, with the Redwoods was a wonderful show we played back in September. Uh, we opened for the Mother Hips, one of our favorite local groups. Um, or I guess they're probably much bigger than local, um, but the Mother Hips. Um, and that was up north in the North Bay um, in the middle of a Redwood forest. And it was one of the coolest, absolutely one of the coolest shows we've done. We've got a, a question here for you, Elliot, and this is from yeah. Raul in, in Lomita. And Raul wants to know, does Elliot ever sing the blues on her own? <laughs> uh, I I sing in the shower every day. <laughs> um, I don't think that Ra- Raul can see you do that. I don't that. think that's, that counts, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I you know, I, I this is my main project right now, and so I focus you know, my energy and attention on this um, and playing with Midnight North. Um, you know, there's occasional times where I will sit in with other bands and, um, you know, get a, get a chance to do some, some solo stuff. But for right now, this is, you know, this is what's working and what's my main project. Okay. Um, now I know this question may be premature because you just, just released uh, the album in June and, and I know it was a lot of work, but what do you see for your band in the coming year? Um, you mentioned you're going to the East coast. You're going to try to expand beyond your Northern California base. We would love to, yes. Um, we are going to hit some uh, festivals hopefully this summer. Um, we'll see which ones. I'm not sure we can say yet. Um, but yeah, uh, our next up for us is, is finishing our, our next record, um, which is yet untitled, which should be out this spring. Um, but before that, we're going to put out a EP um, of our, our new single, uh, which is called Staying Single, Drinking Doubles, uh, a very, very fun country song that Elliot sings. Uh, it'll have some some other tracks from the, from the album, too, and, and possibly some uh, B-sides. Uh, and that should be out either in late January or early February. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Um, All right. And, 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 then, uh, any, yeah, and any... in the spring, finishing the record. Any, any plans to, uh, to come down to L.A.? We oh, would we love, absolutely we love, love coming to. to LA. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll, um, we'll have to talk about that. Uh, we have time for just uh, one more song, and this is a song that uh, um, it's kind of an on the road song, and and I'll bet a lot of listeners, particularly the musicians listening to the show, can really relate to. This is Long Road. That's a, a, a road song and a musician song. Uh, like I say, I'm sure a lot of uh, our musician uh, fans out there can relate to it. But it sounds like it was written either during or after a long night with a lot of good whiskey. Uh, well, <laughs> not a ton of whiskey for me, but uh, you know, it's uh, <laughs> it does, does uh, <laughs> reference those sorts of nights for sure. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that, well that, that I'll, I'll let you off. Well, I, yeah. I, 
I'll let you off the hook there, okay? (laughs) Um, And actually, we are out of time. I want want to make sure that when you get your new album uh, ready, you let us know so we can uh, talk about it. And also, when you tour, as you can tell, we have listeners all over the country, so we want to let them know uh, where you are. And then, mostly, I want to say just... uh, Thank you for for taking the time. This uh, this has really been a lot of fun. You guys are a lot of fun, and I'm glad the two of you were able to to get on the on the phone today. So thank you for spending the time with us this morning. Thank you so much thank for you, having Patrick. us. That's uh, Graham Lesh and uh, Elliot Peck of Midnight North. The new album is End of the Night, and it's available on CD. It's also available to download, and there's even a vinyl record too. So all you vinyl collectors out there, this is uh, one for you. I actually have a copy of it in my hand, not the vinyl. I have the CD in my hand. It's beautifully put together. So that's uh, End of the Night. And you can check it out at midnightnorth.bandcamp.com. That's midnightnorth.bandcamp.com. Follow Graham online at grahamlesh.com. You can also uh, log on to their Facebook and Twitter and Instagram accounts. And don't forget, they stream their concerts. So log on to their Facebook account and get that, uh, that download code so you can follow their stream. If you're in the Bay Area, catch their show Tuesday, January 20th at Doc's Lab in San Francisco or any Sunday night at the Terrapin Crossing in San Rafael. And the Terrapin Crossing is a really great place. So if you're in the the Bay Area, go over the Golden Gate Bridge to San Rafael and uh, check out Terrapin Crossing. Well, you've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyber Station USA, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates. If you like our Facebook page and follow our Twitter feeds, you'll get real-time updates on our guests. And you can vote for your favorite musician on Music Friday. Just uh, shoot, uh, shoot us an email and let us know who you'd like to hear on the show, and we'll, we'll consider it. That's uh, musicfriday.nationbuilder.com, or you can just email it to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartleben. Our intern is Angeline Serrano, who does a wonderful job of helping us with our social media. You can download this and other Music Friday programs at, at blogtalkradio.com. That's blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday. You can also get us on iTunes, and you can listen to us on Stitcher. We're all over the place. Be here next Friday. Be here next Friday. Our guest will be... Who is our guest going to be? Uh, I have to ask our uh, intern who our guest is going to be. Oh, I see. Our guest is going to be my, killing, uh, Kill My Coquette and Mitre. And Mitre is very interesting. Mitre is from Mexico. He's been in the United States for a couple of years now. He has a tenor voice and a rock band. You really won't, don't want to miss this. So check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we will update you on our guest. And right now we're going to play a little more of Midnight North's Long Road. Friday Live. Have a great music weekend. Goodbye.